and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Amen. Give it up for mothers, for women today. Amen. You know why you all need to be thankful today? Because you wouldn't be here without a mother. Amen. You know, as was expressed earlier, they may not have been perfect. They may not have been an ideal mom. And I, and I get that. I understand that. But you had a mother that birthed you, that brought you into this world. How many are thankful for that? Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, we're going to celebrate women. Okay, it's not just moms today, although that is the focus around the world, around our country. We focus on moms here and, and women in general because women are just by nature, for the most part, uh, caregivers. They, they, if you could bring me down here, this is a little, little loud. Thank you. And so we're, we're celebrating women here, and I've asked a few women to come and speak this morning. And we're going to start off by uh, having May come up here. And why don't you give a big hand to May as she steps up here. May, come on up. Amen. She's been such a blessing to our church, her and Garland. And, you know, our, our church uh, doubled the minute they came here because they brought their extended family, right? You all know that, right? You see the lays around here? Uh, you see the hair pieces uh, every time they bring family members. So it's always a beautiful thing when your family members are here. God bless May and Garland. Amen. So why don't you share with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rick. Today is a Mother's Day for all of us mothers. And uh, girls are women that wants to be mother. But not a mother, but in fact, a mother lifestyle to other kids are kids that don't have mom. A stepmother right. can be celebrated today for being mother. So I want to share that before I born to see light, my first house, our home is inside my mother's womb. That's right. And um, a mother's smile cannot um, is. Cannot compare to um, anything in the world. When we sick, our mothers there. When we're hungry, our mothers there. When we need, when we're sad, our mothers there. Nothing can compare to being a mother or a mother in this world. So, um, mothers' relationship to a child is very beautiful, and. Um, The love, the love and the respect between mothers and the child. A word mom is, 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 um, is an insect. Mom is an insect. But if you look at it carefully on the back, there's, uh, there's, there's um, like, how do I put it this way? There's something on it that resemblance of eyes and arms on mom. When they eat clothes, or they lay eggs on clothes, clothes are burned, but babies are born. Mm -hmm. So moth can be spirit and kite explore, just like us women. We're the spirit 
and we guide our children through this world. So the last thing I wanted to share is the world look at us as a mother, but a family, our family look at us as a world to them. Amen. And that's all I want to share today. Amen. Amen. Give her a big hand. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. That's just a snippet. I mean, there's so much more that can be said about moms, and that's why we're doing this today. So the next person I want to have come up is uh, Jill. Jill Dorsey, if you'll give her a big hand this morning. I've asked her to read a, a poem that we came across, and just listen to the beautiful words. So this is a poem entitled God's Masterpiece by Herbert Farnham. God took the fragrance of a flower, the majesty of a tree, the gentleness of morning dew, the calm of a quiet sea, the beauty of the twilight hour, the soul of a starry night, the laughter of a rippling brook, the grace of a bird in flight. Then God fashioned from these things a creation like no other. And when his masterpiece was through, he called it simply Mother. Amen. Amen. Anna, I wrote that for you. Where are you? There you are. No, actually, to be quite honest, I, I, I read that and I thought of my wife. I thought of my mom, and, and again, that may not be the mom experience that you had, but really what we want to see in, in, in these descriptions are, are reflections of who we can be, uh, and I'm speaking to you women as a whole. That's what we, we strive to be, is, is that woman that God wants us to be, amen? And so speaking of that, there's some beautiful words found in Scripture in the book of Proverbs, and I've asked uh, Brenda Quirk if she would come up. Give her a big hand, and she's going to share this morning from Proverbs. Amen. Thank you, Brenda. So I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. The wife of noble character. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. 
Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Amen. Give her a big hand. Amen. Thank you so much, Linda. Amen. Again, describing my beautiful wife, Anna. And speaking of Anna, I've asked her to come up, and she's going to share a few words this morning. Give her a big hand, but before she speaks, come on up here, dear. You know, um, there's, there's two women that I celebrate in my life today. Obviously, my mom is still alive and doing wonderful at the age of, she'll be 85 years old this coming September, and still going strong. 14-year cancer survivor, strong prayer warrior, believer in God, taught her family, my brother here this morning would agree, taught her family how to love and love unconditionally. And that is a great gift that you can impart, and she imparted that in us. But secondly, I have my beautiful wife, Anna, and she is a gift to me. And I, every day, I'm serious, I don't just say this at Mother's Day, but she is a heavenly gift given to me. It's been my joy as her husband to do life with her for these last 24, it'll be 24 years that we've been married uh, this July, July 30th, in case you're wondering. Uh, July 30th, uh, uh, what, what did I say? July 20th. Um, just kidding, it's July 30th. My parents is July 27th. I was just testing her to see if she knew. But it's July 30th, we got married. It'll be 24 years ago. And um, I, I wouldn't do life, I couldn't do life without her. And she is my gift every day that I look to. And every time I read scriptures that were just read right now, or hear poems that were just read, I think of my wife. Because she truly has been a wonderful wife, an amazing mother to our kids. And I, I, I'm just blessed beyond measure every day of my life. So uh, thank you. God bless you. I love you very much. Good morning and God bless you. You know, that scripture just cracks me up because I think about it. A woman of noble character. Who is that? <laughs> I don't get up that early in the morning. My arms aren't that strong. Um, it's just. It's amazing. It's just amazing to be, you know, we strive as women to be the best that we can be. And um, sometimes we're not all that. We want to be a lot better than what, what our parents were, you know, growing up. Um, we didn't go to church. My grandmother, thank God for grandmothers. Yeah. Grandma yes, always, amen. Amen. always spoke to us about God and was always the example that she needed to be to us. Later on, when I became a teenager, my parents did start going to church. And um, then uh, our, my mother's relationship, I always had a good relationship, but it was even better, and I was thankful for that. And um, 
I know that when I got older and I got married and I thought I want to be the best mom I could be to my, to my children, do a whole lot more. Um, but you know what? Sometimes we fail. The, the reality is we fail. I just want to encourage you this morning that just be the best you can and honor the Lord. Um, I think back to when I had my first daughter, Bianca, I wanted to do all the right things. And I think one time I accidentally locked her in the garage. The, the, door, the, the lights were all off and I could hear a child crying. And I'm thinking, Bianca, where are you? And I could just hear her crying. And then I thought, oh my goodness, she followed me into the garage. I closed the door and it was dark. And when I opened it, she was sitting there crying. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm failing as a mother. But you know, all in all, God knows that we're human and we try to do the best. And this morning, I just encourage you, the best thing you can do for your children is to pray for them. To pray for them and love them. Kids are not perfect. And for some reason, this generation seems to have a lot more struggles than what I had as a teenager. But God has given you those children to be a mother to them. Continue to pray for them and give them your unconditional love. Like the love our Heavenly Father has given us. Yes. You know, I admire each and every one of you ladies here. I look at my friend Brenda and you're just such a lovely mom. You love your children and you encourage them. I see Jill. Jill has a special place in my heart because she was both of my girls' teachers. And um, I just see what a strong lady she is. I see the struggles you go through and I know God sees them too, but... Keep going. Keep yes. going. God, God is holding your hand and encouraging you. Yes. I just want to wish all of you a happy Mother's Day. And I do continue to pray for all of you that God would continue to help us as we lead our children to the Lord as we continue to pray for them and encourage them to be who God has called them to be. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Love you. Isn't she awesome? And she's all mine. Okay. But seriously, though, um, I do hear those scriptures, and I do think of Anna, and I want to go back to that because I don't know that you know that she, she works three jobs every day. Three jobs. She gets up every morning at 6 o'clock. She gets, and, and I don't ask her to do this. She makes me breakfast every single day. She makes me breakfast. I don't ever ask her to do that. She makes me breakfast. And... She makes me a lunch on top of it. I don't ask her to do that. She makes me a lunch. And she's always told me that from the day we got married, that she felt she wanted, she needed to do that for me. And I'm like blown away. Like, I'm not discouraging that. Don't get me wrong, brothers, okay? Uh, so she does that every single day. 23 and a half, almost 24 years later, she's still doing that. Not only that, she goes to her first job in Napa for the morning hours at one school in South Napa. Then she has a, a two-hour break, and she goes in approximately 15 minutes. 15 minutes, shoots out to her other school in North Napa, works there till about 5.30, and then, if time allows, she goes to her third job, which is taking care of a blind lady that some of you here have met. She's been taking care of this woman for years and years. And that's not to mention the work of being a mom, being a wife, being a pastor's wife, which is probably the toughest job of all, and being there for each of you. So I, I'm so proud of my wife. She is a hard worker, and she puts me 
to, and causes me to try to match her example. I look up to my wife. So give it up for you women again that work hard like that and don't get recognized every day. I know you work hard. Because let me tell you, there's not a man here that would trade places with you. Not a man here. And if you say yes, uh, I know you're lying and you need to come up to the altar at the end of the service, okay? Not a man here that would trade places with any woman here. So thank God for our women. Amen. Uh, and, and before I go any further with uh, our short sermon that I have for you, let's say happy birthday to Jaya. It's her birthday tomorrow. So let's say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jaya. Raise your hand. Where are you, Jaya? There you are. Yes. And it's her birthday tomorrow, so make sure you give her a big happy birthday hug today, okay? Well, God bless you. We are going to uh, go into a few quick points of the godly woman. And it's not the godly mother. It's not the perfect mother. It's the godly woman that, that God desires. How many know that God has a plan for each of us as, as men, as women, as believers? He has a plan for you. And, and as a woman, you have such great responsibilities. First of all, you're nurturer. You bring children into this world. I mean, that's a huge responsibility, the most important responsibility you will ever, ever have. And women, you get to have that. Men, we come alongside you and try to do the best not to mess it up. Amen. We just try not to mess it up. And, and so, again, I have two great examples. I, I think of my wife, Anna. I think of my mom who, who showed us unconditional love. And again, I get it that Maybe you didn't have that growing up. There's such high expectations on moms, such pressures on moms that my mom didn't have raising us years ago, you know, 20 years ago when we were teenagers. Um, nowadays, moms, you have such incredible stress, incredible pressures. The, the pressures on a family unit are, are crazy. And there's no other way to put it. There, there's, there's things going on peer pressure with your children at school and so forth, that things, challenges that if, if you're not trusting in God and asking Him for His guidance, for His wisdom, uh, you're, you're missing out because we truly need His wisdom and, and guidance every day, especially as mothers, especially as parents. Amen? None of you here would be here again without a mom. None of you. For that reason alone, I mean, I, I can list a bunch of reasons, but for that reason alone, she's worthy of your honor. If your mom is still with you today, if you're not seeing her physically, at least reach out to her. She may not have been the perfect mom, but she was your mom. She brought you into this earth. Give her a call. Tell her, I love you, mom. And uh, it's more for you than for her, really. It really is. Uh, how many know Mother's Day is the biggest day on, on cards, Hallmark cards, right? If you went to any store this week, especially yesterday, for those of you that, that procrastinate to the last minute, I'm sure there were hardly any cards left. I went on Friday, no, did we go Friday? Friday with my daughter and we picked out some cards and there was already a, a, just a small sample left of cards at, at Target where we went. But... Mother's Day is one of the greatest days of the year in terms of, of Hallmark cards. It's the greatest day for reaching out to your mom. So please take advantage of that. So again, I want to talk to you real quickly about 
the following points of, of qualities in a godly woman. And again, I'm, I'm picking on my wife this morning because I'm going to brag about her. And, and you all know this to be true because you've gotten to know Anna. I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. Uh, you know Anna. You've seen her in, in day-to-day life. But number one quality in a godly woman is seek God first. Put God number one. When we do that, it's just amazing how, how things tend to work out in your life. I've always told you that when you're walking with God and putting Him number one, it's, it just seems like blessings will follow you. Strength will be yours. Comfort will be yours. Because I've seen the opposite to be true when I'm not walking with God. I don't have that strength. I don't have those blessings in my life. But yet, when I see that you put God first, and the Bible says in, in Matthew six thirty three and verse 34, there's a scripture. It says this. It says, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. And moms, if there was ever a time where, where you needed to do this, mothers, moms, women, even men today, if there was ever a time to do this, it's now. The scripture goes on to say, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about that child that's driving you nuts right now and you're worried about that child's future, whether that child's even going to make it to the age of 18, much less 21 or 40. The Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, it's saying, take one day at a time, be the best mother you can be, be the best woman you can be to that child. No, you're not perfect. And uh, for those of you with new babies, you figured that out real quick, right? Anna figured that out when she locked Bianca in the garage. She also figured it out much earlier than that when we would put Bianca in our bed. And this is when she was just maybe six months old, seven months old. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, two weeks, two weeks old. Oh, my goodness. Two weeks old. And then all of a sudden, we hear this thump on the ground. Well, that was Bianca bouncing off the ground as a baby, as an infant. Now, that wasn't the only time that happened. That happened multiple times. We would get Bianca out of the crib and place her right next on, on Anna's side of the bed. And sure enough, Anna would push her out and she'd fall down. So that explains a lot, but um, fortunately we had carpet. We had carpet, so thank goodness. I was just always worried about that. And, 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 but again, that goes to the point that women, you're not perfect. You know, we hear those scriptures read in the Bible, as Anna pointed out. Who is that woman? Well, these are all things that we can look to. They're challenges for each of us, right? And again, women, you, you haven't failed. You haven't, you haven't uh, uh, failed God. You're doing the very best you can with what God's given you, amen? But here's the thing. You have to seek God first. You have to put Him first in order for Him to be your strength, to be your encouragement, to be your wisdom. And as long as you do that, He'll be there for you, amen? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. The next thing that helps us and that reminds me of Anna as well is speak faithfully. Be faithful. Speak faith. Be, be a person of positivity, of positive words. Encourage your children. Encourage those around you. 
There's nothing worse. I'm sure you're just like me. I don't have time for negative people. I don't want to be around people that are just talking negativity. I, I distance myself from those people. I don't want to be around you. So I'm sorry, but if you happen to be negative, you're going to see me quickly do a U-turn. And, and, and that's, just, that's just how it is. None of you have time for negativity, I'm sure. Speak faithfully. Love others with godly wisdom, with boldness. Love others. I'm thankful to my wife who displays that. I'm thankful, so amazingly thankful to my mom who displayed that and continues to display it unconditionally. You know, as, as often as I look out here, I see every color of the rainbow and we can love each other unconditionally. Why is that important? Because that's what heaven's going to be like. Heaven's going to be exactly like that. And so we do it here. We love unconditionally. We love every person that walks in through these doors regardless of their past, regardless of who uh, they may be, you love on them. Amen? Amen. I always love what, what Billy Graham said. I believe it was Billy Graham who said, it's my job to love, the Holy Spirit's job to convict, and God's job to judge. Amen? So you and I are to love. And mothers, you do that with, with the child as they're young, as they're babes, and you encourage them. You love on them. Amen? You speak faithfully unto them. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. And every man said, Amen. 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 No, I don't, I don't think I heard you, man. I, I think you need to say that a little bit. Man, you said, Amen. 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 That's better. I will make him a helper or a helpmate suitable for him. Isn't it amazing how God picked out exactly who you needed, who you needed, who you needed? God has in mind a perfect person for you. He didn't just, you know, it's not just a, a, a roulette wheel and okay, this is who you're going to end up with. God has a perfectly designed person for you. Don't settle. Amen. Don't settle for those that are still single here. Don't settle. God has a perfect person for you. And that person I found in Anna in my life. And she's been faithful. She's spoken faithfulness to our children. They've only seen that character in her. I'm so glad I, I don't go into a home that there's yelling and screaming and cussing and foul language left and right. I'm so glad my children have never, ever experienced that, seen that. Now, is, is that the real world out here? Yeah, but they don't have to have it in your home. You don't have to have it in your home. Amen. We, we've shown them faithfulness. And, and thankfully to Anna, who's led the way there. Thank you, Anna, for being that display of faithfulness. The Bible also says in Proverbs 31 and 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. How many here pray for wisdom every day? If you're not, you need to be praying for wisdom. Each of us need to ask for wisdom on a daily basis. Wisdom needs to be on your tongue, especially as a parent. Boy, these are times where we need wisdom to, to help guide and shape the choices of our kids. What, what, what school do I put my child in? What, where do I take them? Uh, Lord, show me, guide me, direct me. Uh, because that's not an easy decision as it used to be back in the day. Well, you live in this district, this is where your child's going to go. But is that the best thing for your child? You have to ask yourself those things. You have to ask yourself many questions as a mom. What's the best way to handle this? And moms... Again, I wouldn't trade places with you in a, for nothing because you go through so much. The, who do the kids go to first typically? They go to mom. 
They go to mom. Us dads, we're the last one. Only when they need money do they come to us, right? Only, dad, can I see your debit card? I need to put something on the computer, right? They go to moms first. Moms, you have the tough job. Amen. Speak faithfully. Number three, show them what true beauty is. What is true beauty? You know, there's, there's shows such as, I don't even know, I just know the, the Kardashians and glamour this and glamour that on TV. And uh, I mean, all that stuff is so false, so fake. And people, young people, grow up idolizing these people on TV. And, and, and do you think these people that look glam right now are going to look that way in 50 years? No. No. It doesn't matter how many plastic surgeons they get, how many they line up in Hollywood, all that is fleeting. The Bible says it's all going to go away. This, this handsome face right here, that beautiful face right here, we're going to get wrinkles on it. We get gray hair, don't we? We get gray hair. And that's great. God gave that to you. See all this wisdom I got now? I got lots of wisdom. But for you mothers, did you hear the scripture that was read earlier? It was our scripture verse. Proverbs 31 and 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised. Amen. Who shall be praised? The most beautiful woman on earth? No. The woman that fears the Lord, that humbles herself before the Lord, that praises the Lord, that respects the ways of God. That is the one that will be praised. That's the one that will be lifted up in the kingdom of God. Bodies deteriorate. Our bodies will deteriorate. No matter how many times you go to the gym... Which is a good thing. I'm not trying to knock it, okay, for those of, our, of you here that are our gym attenders every week. But persons, persons will age. People will age. We'll all grow old. You can fight it all you want, but it's coming, brother. It's coming, sister. It's, it's coming. It's part of life. But let's turn on that beauty. What's the real beauty in us? It's, it's showing true beauty in God. It's praising Him. It's honoring Him. It's honoring Him in all His ways. It's raising your children to know the Lord. That is showing true beauty to your kids. Amen. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing the best to look your best. I, I highly encourage that. You know, we want a good looking church like we do have right now. But at the same time, that's not what it's all about. Amen. That's not what it's all about. There's another point here that I want to make. And this one to me is one of the ones that I, I try to live by. And, uh, but for women here, what we're talking about today is it's staying humble. It's staying humble. And what do I mean by that? Well, number one, be constantly aware of pride and selfishness in you. Do you find, if you find yourself that it's all about you, you know, let me ask you that question. Is it all about you? And, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because that tells me you have not yet found what the true meaning of humbleness is. Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less often. Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less often. Because those that, that are not humble, that are so prideful and so full of ego... All they ever talk about, if you ever get in a conversation with them, it all comes back to them every single time. It all comes back to them. You can be talking about some third-party subject, and somehow that conversation is going to come back to them. 
That person has yet not learned to discover what it means to be humble. Amen. And the only reason I bring that up is God can't stand that. It, it comes up to him as a stink, as a filth. What he, what he adores, though, is humbleness. It comes up to him as, as a sweet-smelling scent to him. Humbleness. And women, that you, you have this humbleness, that you show your kids humbleness, it's a beautiful thing. Your family's being taught foundations, principles that are going to pay off in the long run. Amen? Be humble. The scripture says in Isaiah 66 and verse 2, Has not my hand made all these things, and so they come into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Listen to these. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Those who are humble and respect his word. Those who are willing to say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Amen. Don't do anything from selfishness or conceit or vanity, but put God first. Humble yourself before the Lord. Have you ever gotten down on your knees and just humbled yourself? And, so, and said, just Lord, strip me away of, of all my pride. Strip me. We're, we're, we're doing that through our Wednesday night Bible studies on prayer. And, and we're, we're walking this process and we're getting rid of ourself and putting God first. And it's amazing how he strips away our, our nature, our, our self. And you're reminded of that daily. Uh, the Bible says that we take up a cross, right? And, and a lot of that has to do with our flesh, with our desires sometimes. And, and when we draw closer to God, he strips that away from you. You, you don't want it. You, you shed it off much easily. Amen? It's, it's hard to, to shed those things off when you're not seeking God. Because it, it feels comfortable. It's a part of you. But when you start drawing closer to God, all of a sudden, what felt comfortable, what you were wearing before, isn't quite as comfortable. And it, and it doesn't feel right. And you have to take it off. And you shed it off with, without a problem. And you begin to say, Lord, I'm, I'm all yours. Whatever you want, Lord. So stay humble. Amen. And then number five, the last point. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Set your mind on eternal things. Serve the eternal king and live to please him only. Yes, you have a family. Yes, you have a job. Yes, you have responsibilities and, and things that you need to take care of. But always make sure that you're serving the Lord. We have to put him number one. And I go back to that question this morning that I want to ask you. Is it about you? It's not about you as a, as a mom, as a woman this morning. It's much greater than that. It's much greater than that. It's about serving the Lord, setting your mind on eternal things. And I want to read this scripture to you found in John chapter 12, verses 12, 25 through 26. Listen to these words carefully. It says this, He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. For anyone who serves me must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Serve the Lord, women. Serve the Lord. When we do that, we're showing him exactly, exactly what we need to be doing as, as women and men as well. But again, 
If we can learn to do that every single day of our lives, how much better it will go with your family, how much better, uh, how much more appealing women you will be to your man, to your husband, to your children, to those around you. I'm thankful for the mothers here in our church, for the women here in our church. We really, really have some good people, some that aren't here today, really quality people. And that's a pleasure to have in any church, I'll tell you that right now. Pastor Steve would agree back there, uh, amen, to have quality people like that. And I would just encourage you this morning, continue to follow these these different attributes, learn them, grow in them. I believe every one of you already have them. It's just a matter of continuing to grow in them and develop them and become all you can be. Amen. So again, I want to thank every single woman here today. It's our privilege to have you be part of our church. Uh, I want you today to just enjoy a wonderful mom's day. Every woman that I'm looking at here today is a mom here in this place today. And that's a beautiful thing to know that you will be with family today. Mama Nene, let's give a big hand to Mama Nene right here in the middle here. Give her a big hand. We are so, so thankful for her. Wonderful family she has. Always just a humble spirit. Uh, just loving in every such way. Uh, we give honor to you today. And we thank you and every, every single mother here. Uh, please remember to keep Mother Betty in your prayers for her back. She's still not feeling uh, and up to it where she needs to be. But again, another true example of a godly mother, a godly woman. Uh, and every one of these attributes I just read, those are qualities I see in each of these ladies. Every day they're reflected. And when I, see, when I uh, spoke the word humbleness, immediately I think of Mama Nene and Mama, Mother Betty. I think of you when I see that word. Uh, the faithfulness, seeking God first, seeking the Lord those are qualities that she has. Younger women, you want to know what a godly woman looks like? Look to Mama Nene. Look to Mother Betty. And, and let these scriptures that we heard this morning in Proverbs direct your path, direct your steps when it comes to following how to be that godly woman. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray this morning and uh, we thank God for this, uh, this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are a blessing to our church, Lord, by giving us such quality people, Lord. The women that we have in our church, Lord, have just been a true blessing to Anna and I and my family. And I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you for every family. But, Lord, it starts with women. They really are the backbone of families. They are the ones that, that provide, that nurture for our children. They're the ones that establish foundational uh, truths at home. And Lord, I, I just pray that as men, we would just not, you know, mess it up, that we wouldn't get in the way, but Lord, that we would be encouragers alongside our wives. And that Lord, that you would bless the family unit here for each family represented here in this church. And Lord, again, we pray your blessings upon every mom, wherever they may be going today, whether it's a family barbecue or wherever they may be going this afternoon to dinner, supper. Lord, I pray your blessings upon every home, upon every mother. May they be blessed today with their children. May they be able to see them, speak with them, hear from them today. And Lord, we pray your blessings upon each and every woman here than those that couldn't be. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, 
Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. Have a great and wonderful Mother's Day today.